Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. I've called today, Break the Ceiling. I don't know about you, but uh, if you've ever played cricket inside the house when you weren't meant to, (laughs) I remember uh, in my early teens, I was over at a friend's house and we thought it would be a good idea to play cricket inside his house, actually, luckily. And um, (laughs) it was a a house very near Jill, where Jill lives, actually, across the road. But um, anyway, so we, we played for about an hour or two, quite content. We didn't smash anything, didn't break anything. Um, so with a tennis ball inside, we, we, it was fine. A couple hours later, we sort of looked up to the ceiling and we saw hundreds and hundreds of little marks all over the ceiling from where the tennis ball had skidded on the ceiling. And we thought, oh my gosh, we thought we were being so good and not breaking anything. And there we are, you know, and I don't even know what happened in the end. But, um, but that was almost as good as breaking the ceiling. But today I want to talk about breaking off the ceilings that we have over, over our own lives. We know that God is not limited by our limitations. You know, He doesn't have a ceiling over us. He doesn't have limitations on us. We do. He doesn't say, okay, you, there's, there's only a certain amount of limits. There's only a certain amount of kingdom stuff you can do. There's only a certain amount you can believe. There's only a certain amount, a limited amount of faith, a limited amount of um, advancing of the kingdom and advancing. There's actually a limitless supply. Abundant life, he calls it. Abundant life. It means overflowing, not lacking. But most of us would say, if we're honest, I have a ceiling here, I have a ceiling here, I have a ceiling here, I have limitations, if you like, in various areas of my life. This is not God's plan for us. This is not the way He designed us. He designed us so that we can have larger creativity, so that we can have a larger faith, larger capacity. But so many of us, we have settled for believing that this is it. I want to tell you today, this is not it. It's not it. Today is a really good day to get rid of the ceiling. You might look at your life and say, oh, I've had blockages here. I've had limitations here. I've had a ceiling over my life. All my life I've had this ceiling where I can't break through in that area. That is not God's limitation on you. It's yours. Now, it might be because of other things that have happened to you, but it's still yours. And it's our choice as to what we do with this stuff. We have one life. We have a certain amount of time here on on earth. And we want to make the most of it, don't we? And so when we look at our lives, we want to look at these areas and say, this is not what God wanted for me. If I look back 10 years ago, is this the same things I want to be struggling with? Well, no, it's not. I want to read from Deuteronomy 28, 13. And it says, The Lord will make you the head, not the tail. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail. And then there's a little waiver. 
if you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I will give you this day and carefully follow them. You will always be at the top and never at the bottom. This is a big statement. You will always be at the top and never at the bottom. Most of us, if we're honest and we look at our lives, there are times when we felt like we're right underneath, that everyone else is ahead of us. That is not God's plan for you. It is not his best for you. It might be things that he's dealing with in our life. It might be lack that we have. It might be things that we're getting distracted or we're, we're playing the wrong game, so to speak. But that's not what God wants. He wants you the head. That actually means he wants to prosper you in your business, in your career, in your life choices, your study. He wants you to be the head. He desires that you would actually lead society. One trap we've fallen for in Christianity is following the norm of how the world does things. And sometimes we actually, like a a frog in warm water, we just slowly get used to it, get used to it, get used to it, until before long we realise that we just do everything the same way. But we're called to be the head. And the head is the leader's. The head is the ones who establish culture. We are to establish kingdom culture here on earth, wherever we are. And sometimes it means we have to get wisdom from God. We have to find out, what are you doing, Lord? What does it look like in my workplace to bring the kingdom? What does it look like to have the water cooler discussion, so to speak, and bring the kingdom and not be awkward and not be weird? And not just put them off because I've got in the way of actually what God wanted to do. I don't know about you, but sometimes we get so full of ourselves and our own Christianese that when we try and talk to people, it's just us coming through. It's not Jesus, it's us. We wanted to do so much. We wanted to, uh, you know, claim them as our evangelism notch in our belt, so to speak. And so we so desperately do things that we actually end up turning people off. And they're not listening anymore. And so sometimes we actually got to get switched on to the language of the world so that we can actually bring the kingdom in either covert ways or overt ways. But we need wisdom to know how to do this. And so I want to have a look at a few ways today that we can get rid of the ceilings and the limitations of our life. Are you ready? Say number one. Good. Just checking, checking that you can count. My number one, and this, this is a firstly a biblical principle, but funnily enough, the world has cottoned on to this one and there's a whole movement of it going on right now. Give, give, give rather than get. It's really the analogy of Jesus versus Judas. If we go around like Judas, even though we may encamp ourselves in very good company, even though we may have the branding and the T-shirts just like the really good group of people, if we in and of ourselves always have an orphan heart that always needs to steal and get for ourselves and we don't have enough faith to trust that God will look after us and that God will prosper us. Therefore, we have to always do things under the, 
under the surface to protect ourselves. We, we don't actually truly believe we have a Father who's going to look after ourselves. So we've got to keep a little bit back for ourselves. Keep a little bit back. Steal a little bit. Get a little bit. Get a bit of glory. Get a bit of attention. Get a bit of money. Get a bit of whatever it is. Because we don't truly trust in the Father that He can provide everything. Then we actually are opposing the kingdom. And it doesn't matter what we say with our mouth. It's not going to happen. There's a ceiling. If we don't learn how to freely give, we have a ceiling over our life. It's an area that God challenged us when we were first married. And even before that, we, we've uh, learned to, to give. And when we got married 22 years ago, we, um, we talked about this a lot and we talked about generosity. And so we've taken steps throughout our life and throughout business to specifically target areas where we can be generous. And it's an area where we've known breakthrough like not many other areas in our life. And that's because giving is a biblical principle first and foremost. And when we learn how to give from a generous spirit, not under compulsion, as Paul says, but actually a spirit of generosity, when we learn to flow and give, let's read what Scripture says about that. Luke 6, 38. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. This is really interesting. The measure that you use, it will be measured to you. This, this almost doesn't sound like the gospel, does it? But it's right there. The measure that we give is the measure that is going to be given back. Now, I believe this is uh, applicable for more than just money, but this is talking specifically about money. And so in this area of giving, I believe sometimes we limit breakthroughs in our lives because we have almost an attitude like Judas, I better keep this as a safe haven. Now, there's nothing wrong with saving. There's nothing wrong with being wise. But what I'm saying is if we're doing it for lack of faith, then we're not going to see breakthrough. We're not going to see blessing. The second one is to position yourself with good people. First one is to become a gracious, bold giver. And the second one is to position yourself with very, very good people. I've seen a lot of people throughout my life, as you have, and I'll relate it to particularly to um, in my business days, we had hundreds and hundreds of employees. And um, I used to be fascinated sometimes by certain guys who would always find the problems in everything going on and they would be the ones who would vocalise it and verbalise it and bring it up at meetings. And, but it was the same issue that everyone else was working with. But it was only a certain few who always had that ceiling over their life that they would be seeing the problems. Now, there's nothing wrong with seeing genuine issues if they're there. But these guys would pick up on issues when there was no issues. And they would be the same people who would have limitations and they'd wonder, why don't they get promoted? Well, it's because, it wasn't even my situation, it's because the managers up the line would always say, look, he's a, he's a good guy, but, you know, he's always raising issues. He's always got complaints. So we can't really promote him to the next level because he's then going to taint the other guys with that same attitude. Can you see how it works in the kingdom? It's exactly the same. We don't get promoted and broken through to the next level in our lives if we're complaining at the current level. 
So we've got to get over ourselves and get over our issues at this level if we want to break through the next. And sometimes we don't even realise we are the problem. I mean, it would be amazing if Jesus came down and got really honest with us sometimes, wouldn't it? I mean, we might completely rebuke him as a demon from hell with what he says to us. But he might give us 30 seconds of the most loving, gracious truth that might turn us around and change our lives forever. Because we get out of what we're living in now and we actually step into a whole new train of thinking, which is kingdom thinking. We don't want to think like Judas, me, me, me. What can I get? What do I have to do? Not trusting, not believing. But if we step into the kingdom for a moment, it's a completely different realm. That means you do have abundant life. That means your Father has all the resources you need. That means that you're not in lack, even though you might not be seeing it, you're already believing for some of these breakthroughs. And you're actually positioning yourself into a situation that you might not currently be seeing. And this is one of the areas that I think is a real key. If we get around people who have good stuff, it catches. It's like a good disease and it gets on us. And so when we hang around them, we start listening to them talking and we're like, wow, that's, they've got a level of faith that I don't have. And so we start stepping into a new level of faith. Or we hear them praying or we hear them worshipping or we hear them talking or we see how they operate in their lives and their, their work and their situations with their families. And it's like, wow, I want some of that. Position yourself strategically with good people, with big people. People who are big in the kingdom, they can be big in the natural as well. It doesn't really matter. But I mean big people who can believe for things, who are going after things and who have actually broken ceilings off their life years ago that you're now trying to get through. I do this all the time. I remember when Karen and I, um, we signed up to, to do some studies, some biblical study. And uh, it's much more Karen's thing than mine, uh, that is study. But... Um, I sort of waded my way through it. And, uh, but anyway, I remember when we were signing up, because Karen already has a, a degree, um, when we signed up, she sort of got listed as, you know, a high-level achiever or something like that. And I got the title Lifelong Learner. And I, <laughs> I'm glad you laugh because I did the same thing. I'm like, I've got no degree. I've got no qualifications. And they call me a lifelong learner. That's, that sounds like a title they've just come up with to make you feel good if you've got nothing. <laughs> anyway, I've learnt this about that saying. It's stayed with me ever since we signed up to it. Be a lifelong learner. My goodness, there is so much power in learning until the day we die. And so we do this all the time. We position ourselves with really big people, good people who can speak into our lives, who we can learn from, we can be trained by, and we look at their lives, we look at their families, we look at their situations and we go, I want some of that, so I need to hang around you. And even if it's a little bit annoying, you know, I'm like a, you know, a bee just buzzing around your nest for a while, then just let me buzz around because I want to get some of that pollen on me. A couple of weeks ago, I went over to Newcastle. It's difficult to get to Newcastle from Adelaide. I don't know if you ever tried, but I was tired by the time I got there. Um, but I went there. I didn't know some of the guys, but there's a couple of business guys who we're going to bring out next year as well. Um, and, uh, and I've just got to know them a little bit. And so I, I thought, okay, I need to get over there and just hang around these guys. So I'm like a bee, just 
hanging around. They're paying me out because I'm plant-based, but that's okay. I'm hanging around. And um, before you know it, I'm catching some good stuff and I'm getting snippets of things and God's connecting things. God will do amazing things when we operate in a level that we're not currently walking in. When we step into a new realm, when we by faith take hold of those things and those people that maybe we're not walking at that, but we want it. I want to encourage you, be keen, be bold and go for it. Go for it. People don't mind you buzzing around them as long as you're not annoying. But if you're buzzing to genuinely learn, it's actually a good thing. I do it all the time. I used to say in business that I just remain like a sponge. I just sponge off anyone who's got anything good and I just soak it in. And that's how I learn in business. No degrees. I'm a lifelong learner. (laughs) Lifelong learning, 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 read, watch, listen, look and talk and connect and do all these things. It will break you off your ceiling really, really fast. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. This is what happens when we get around good people. We build each other up. We don't tear each other down. We don't gossip. We don't slander. We don't go to those places where we're picking and pulling and trying to tall poppy people off their, off their high places. We actually want to build each other up. And that's what we love about you guys. You do this all the time. We see you. We hear you. And let me encourage you. Keep doing it. Build each other up. Our verse for this year was spur one another on to love and good deeds. And we can see that playing out more and more. When you declare things over yourself, it's amazing what happens. Going along with that is asking and learning. And this is something that, that we really do all the time. Luke 11, 9, 10 says, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. It will be opened. If you're asking the Lord for things in your life to break off some ceilings and some limitations, keep asking. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't listen to anything or anyone that tries to tell you to give up or you've had enough. Keep going for it. Ask, seek, knock. There's certain times when we're really asking the Lord for things and it can be quite frustrating because you don't quite know how to do it uh, like we do in most things in life, there's a functional way we can actually play our lives out. We can ring someone. We can, you know, go here and talk to someone. But when it comes to prayer, it's pure faith. It's pure faith. Ask, seek, and knock. The last one is a very simple one. It's a very easy one. And I've summarised it in James chapter 2, verse 18. And it says, But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works. And I've called this one, Take Action Now. Take Action Now. The reason is, is because we we come to church, we do our best, we build ourselves up, we pray, we do all sorts of things. When it comes to spiritually, in our soul and in our body, there's one 
key thing that I think most of us let ourselves down with. And if we were honest, if we wrote on a piece of paper and then threw it in a fire quickly so no one could read it, there's one thing that would mark us as believers that would break almost every ceiling off our lives if we took action on today, and that is called consistency. I know it's a, it's a boring word because it's not fire and amazing excitement, but I'm telling you, it's amazing when you apply consistency one day after the other, there is power in compounding. It's an incredible principle that if we apply this in our lives right now, if we take action today, if God's highlighting things to you today that you know you've got in your life and there are limitations and there's a ceiling or there's things that He wants to remove and get out of your life, then if you take action today, write it down, write it in your phone, put a piece of string around your finger, do whatever you need to do to take action. Because when you begin, then then we want to have consistency and we do it tomorrow and we do it the next day. And it's the same in our prayer life. It's the same with our health. It's the same with relationships. It's the same with if He's dealing with us uh, in our soul, in our heart level. We want to make sure we are consistent because so many people, and I believe this is a kingdom trait, that we can actually break through barriers that others can't. Why? Because we have the kingdom of heaven. We have the kingdom resources. Imagine the lack of hope that people who don't know Jesus have. How do they do it? How do they do what they do? How do they go to work on Monday morning? I have no idea. It must be a coffee addiction. Because how do, you, how do you break through to the levels in life? How do you come in all joyful and bouncing? I mean, some people have found keys in all sorts of areas in their life. So relationally, health-wise, fitness. I mean, people are going for it in all these areas. So they find a level, a level of breakthrough. But we as believers are called to be the head. We're called to lead society, to lead our region in all of these areas and to break off the ceilings and the limitations. Don't settle for second best for your life. Don't settle for, oh, my family had this. My family had this. I remember doing a healing week years ago. And one of the teachings was how we say stupid things. Like, oh, this is, this is the manual back pain. It's, I've got the manual back pain. And we, we need to not say stupid things like that. It's not the manual back pain. I've never really had back pain, praise God. But we accept things verbally that is not from the kingdom. It's not from the kingdom. This is, that's, that's carnal, earthly stuff that we, we have succumbed to, haven't we? And we've let ourselves believe and we've fallen for the lie that we just have to live like this. We have to have this. No, we're called to be the head, not the tail. You are called to be the head, not the tail. Some of you, even as I say that, and saying, oh, that's meant for the person next to me. They're more successful than me. No, it's meant for you. Every single one of you is called to be a leader, is called to be a shining light in our society in every area of life so that we can influence this world with the kingdom influence. 